0: Time for your heart-stopping news-packed 60 minutes of radio traveling webmaster radio presents the pulse. the pulse take your seat among the experts in the search engine marketing arena this weekly radio show keeps you informed of the latest search news offers insight on the biggest forum discussions and puts your finger on the pulse of the search marketing community our hosts have made their way to the round table the pulse, pulse. starts now
1: Hello, and welcome to the 30th edition of the Search Pulse. Today is Tuesday, May 15th. Yes, you heard that right. It's number 30, and uh, we've been doing this for a really long time now. Um, It's amazing that we did 30 editions, 30 full shows, and uh, that's just great. Um, My name is Barry Schwartz. I'm from the Search and the Roundtable and Rusty Brick. With me, as always, is Ben Pfeiffer um, from RankSmart.com and Chris Boggs from Avenue Razorfish. Ben, can you believe that we've done 30 shows? I can't believe it's been 30 shows. I feel
2: we should give away some free links or something, or pop open a bottle of champagne and celebrate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, if, guys, you want you want free links? Go over to ranksmart.com, dot com. Go to the contact us I'll form and ask uh, and for some free links, and I'll make sure to give it to you. And Chris, is a way anyway, Razorfish making that offer too?
3: Uh, no, we only sell links.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well. Still, uh, how we'll, going have a special, we'll have a
3: special—we'll have a special thirtieth uh, Pulse edition uh, um, sale today. Today okay. only,
1: thirty dollars off
3: until five PM Eastern. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Anyway, so yeah, it is our thirtieth edition. We hope to do a lot more, and uh, we hope you guys keep listening. Any, of course, any feedback or anything, just let us know. Um, you can just email me at barry@rustybrick.com dot com or use or comment on our threads over at SE Roundtable. Speaking of that, we posted the 29th edition. If you need to uh, you know, listen to that, just go to seroundtable.com, click on archives, scroll down to the search pulse category, and you'll be able to find all the past editions, including the 29th edition, which was last week. Um, this past week um, was, this past Sunday was Mother's Day. Um, I spent some time with my mother, um, and I hope you guys did as well. Um, and the search engines had their respective logos up for the Mother's Day um, holiday, or, you know, day. Um, and ask.com, I think, blew everybody out, out, everybody out of the water with their unbelievable background image of a heart with a flame behind it saying, Mom, I think that was just far beyond everybody else. Yahoo had did have a cute um, uh, flash animated logo for the Yahoo logo. Um, Google also had a very simple logo, which was also cute. Dogpile had a, f- a dog with some flowers in their mouth. And uh, we at the Surgeon Roundtable had our theme up, it was a pink theme with a flower and Happy Mother's Day throughout it. We also will be having a cool theme for Memorial Day and the other themes coming up. Um, so, uh, Ben, what, what were your first initial thoughts on the different logos out there?
2: Um, I really like Ask.com actually. Um, my mom actually used Ask.com, so it was kind of funny that day when she needed to do something. She went there and she was like, oh, look at that. And I was like, yeah,
1: that's kind of cool. So, yeah, I, I liked Ask.com a lot. Cool. Very nice. And Chris, what are your thoughts on that?
3: I liked all the logos. I thought Yahoo's was very cool. They've done, they've done a great job recently with the Flash. Uh, I also want to just take a quick moment to uh, wish a happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that are listening. And there's a lot of uh, well-known uh, search mamas out there. Uh, one of the ones, uh, Jennifer Laycock, I was just with her baby at the recent SES. And, uh, I know there's some other well-known search mamas, including Deborah, a past guest on our show, and I'm sure there's some others that uh, I'm forgetting right now. But uh, happy Mother's Day uh, to all those um, women out there who are really, you know, I know how hard of a job it is now that uh, I have a two-year-old boy and uh, I've got another baby on the way, and I know that it's a really tough, uh, it's a tough job. So uh, Mother's Day is one of those, um, you know, holidays that I think that we should really Pay a lot of respect to the mothers out there.
1: Very nice. Yes. Happy Mother's Day to everybody, and uh, thanks for bringing that out. Um, The next thing I wanted to discuss is something big that I found out there, um, just found today. Um, If you do a search, and everybody can do it now if you're live, just go go to scroundtable.com. There's some examples literally at the front of the page right now do a search on MySpace, do a search on Pennsylvania engineering schools, do a search on White House, or do a search on Google News at Google.com, and what you'll see um, is pretty amazing. You'll see the actual uh, local results or news results smack in the middle of the page. In the past, we actually I actually took screenshots of Google News showing up smack in the middle of the page. So, um, But now it seems to be working for everybody and everybody out there. Um, pretty pretty interesting so if you do a search you'll be able to see this live right now um, so if you do a search on myspace do it right now you'll see it and um, I asked Ben and Chris before the show to do it themselves and uh, they actually saw it as well um, so you know Chris what are your initial thoughts on that?
3: Well, it's funny. First of all, I think it's it's really cool that they're testing this, and it would be great to see this, you know, uh, be used more more regularly to kind of shake things up a little bit. So people kind, of, in a way, I think this will almost make people notice the results uh, throughout the page a little bit more by by changing things up. Maybe they'll wonder why some are above the uh, the formerly top one box, and, and some are below. Uh, I think it's very interesting, uh, just as a side note, that there's no uh, uh, paid results for the term MySpace. And then also, I think, um, on the Pennsylvania engineering schools, I was very interested to see the local business results coming in at the fourth position, kind of like similar with the news results to MySpace. But one thing that I get often, um, since, um, you know, our parent company, Aquaniv, has all our servers there, so our Internet connection generally uh, renders uh, Washington State AdWords uh, local ads to me, but when I type in this Pennsylvania engineering school, and th- this could be something that's already been, if you type in Pennsylvania into the search box, it'll it'll uh, supersede the uh, local ones based on your IP and actually go to local based on what you put in the search. Maybe you guys can clarify that, but I'm noticing Pennsylvania ads, uh, including Drexel and uh, um, a couple other uh, college Type sites out here, so I think that's very interesting, uh, and it's kind of related. But uh, back to sort of the content in the middle, the one box content content in the middle. I think, like like I said uh, originally, I think this is going to cause people to show a little bit more interest and maybe be a little bit more uh, uh, detailed when they're looking through the results, especially since it's a it's a kind of a new look.
1: Right, and Chris, what you're talking about with the local Edwards, I see that too. For Pens- under the listing, it actually says Pennsylvania. Um, right. Those are specifically targeted towards people who are, in, are close to that area. So I guess they're right. targeting me, too, because I'm in, I guess, Rockin County, New York, which is not too far, um, especially when you're searching for schools and stuff. But um, that's kind of old. yeah, the, the, the brand-new thing that is going to drastically, in my opinion, change how search works um, are having these vertical search engine, you know, vertical search solutions straight in the middle of the page. So I have found examples with news results as well as local results coming up today for everybody who I asked for one person in the U.K., um, and everybody's seeing it. So I wonder if it works also with, you know, video and blogs and stuff like that. I haven't been able to test so many. I just posted this about, you know, a half hour ago. Um, ben, what are your thoughts on, you know, on, on this, what you've seen? Uh, I like this a lot. Actually, I think it kind of un-
2: unclutters some of the results a little bit and um, kind of gives a little bit more importance to the top three results, it seems. It seems like the top three, like if you do a search for MySpace, it's like basically three MySpace domains kind of just pop up there. Um, And, you know, I like it a lot, actually. I think it's going to help. And if it turns into a full-time thing, um, that would be really cool as well, as people seem to concentrate on the top anyway, and it just moves things around a little bit. And I'm getting kind of the same results in terms of uh, Pennsylvania, stuff that y'all are briefly talking about.
1: Interesting. Yeah, so that is true. Um, One thing I found was a post, um, a thread over at, SEO refugee forums and a uh, member there named Earl Pearl. Maybe you guys heard of him. He's pretty popular in the in the different um, forums out there. Um, he actually is one of the people to rank well in the local results for Pennsylvania engineering schools. And he said today he saw an 80% spike in his search referrals from Google for that keyword phrase, meaning it's actually dramatically imp- increasing his you know his um, traffic to his site for that. he's he, he instead of getting like you know eight calls a day or something like that. Now it's up to like 20 phone calls a day just from that, which is huge. So, I wonder. I mean, this just launched sometime today. Not everybody even saw it this morning, but now people are starting to see it this afternoon and this night. And tomorrow, I mean, I assume more people will see it. So it should be interesting how this will impact the search landscape um, and how this will impact sales and if SEOs would now start um, looking deeper into this, into local results, and news results, and to the other Articles that Google provides, and um, focus more on that based on this. So I assume next week we'll have more information about um, how this is actually impacting, you know, the actual some numbers and some case studies from the, the different forums out there. And hopefully we'll keep you apprised of that next week. Chris, do you have anything else you want to add?
3: Yeah, I was just curious. You just said that Earl Pearl was seeing a spike in traffic based on the Philadelphia or the Pennsylvania school search. Was his result one of the ones that's showing up at the local, or it's one of the ones that's been moved up kind of to the top above the local one box?
1: I think he's the local. I think um, he didn't share exactly what the URL is, but he implied that it was from the local results. So Hmm. I'm not exactly sure which one it is. I I think it's B. I mean, just by looking at those, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, We'll see. I mean, we will see. I'm sure we'll have a lot more case studies to discuss next week, but we'll see as as we go on. Um, Okay, so this is a good time to take a break, and when we get back, we'll discuss a little bit about Google and their webmaster relations. So let's hit a commercial break now, and we'll speak to you guys soon.
0: it tight and don't move. The Pulse. We'll be back after this short break. (laughs) Sink your teeth into 100% original programming. Webmasterradio.fm. And try our daily search cast. It's made fresh every day. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere boys, and you girls, too. I'm here to talk to you about Milnik Media, the best CPA network, period. They sure know how to deliver, and I know something about deliverance. Now, you want to get paid? Damn right you do. We'll make sure you get your money. <laughs> Milnik Media's got support people who know their ass from their elbow. Need a new jet ski? How about one of them newfangled plasma TVs? Well, Cousin Jeremy here will hook you up with our performance rewards program. Email submits, zip submits, ring ringtones, Hell, we got them all! Yeah Hey there, it's Cousin Jeremy. Get on over to M-I-L-L-N-I-C-media.com, and we'll have you so happy, you'll be squealing like a pig. How do you choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com.
4: Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted Fast Click, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using ben Us.com. I can't afford to be away. you got to work with ValueClick Media. I got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry, we'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit ValueClick Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details. Value click Media. Pardon.
0: Back to the Pulse, the Pulse, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the 30th edition of The Search Pulse. My name is Barry Schwartz, and with me, as always, is Ben Pfeiffer and Chris Boggs. Um, the next topic I wanted to discuss was um, the recent discussion over, web, uh, over webmaster relations with Google. Um, there was a pretty popular webmaster world thread um, um, over you know over, over webmaster world about how somebody felt that Google was uh, how do you say uh, artificially um, landscaping how webmasters and SEOs should think towards about search engines. So for example, he's upset that Google has defined in his mind ethical guidelines for SEOs. He's also upset that um, you know Google is basically he feels. Google's brainwashing webmasters. He feels that there's a lot of things like, you know, he's not happy with the way Google has been, you know, not just, you know, basically taking over and moderating webmaster discussions. So instead of, you know, Google people coming to webmaster world and replying to threads, which they still do, they're encouraging people to go to Google Groups where they actually control the threads and they can delete threads and stuff like that. And he's upset that Google is the Internet. Um, Adam Lasnick, a Google rep, actually went ahead and replied to that um, he said um, basically that Google Webmaster guidelines are designed to help webmasters and users, not to give them you know, ethics or anything like that. He says Google doesn't censor its webmaster forums over at Google Groups, um, so that's not happening either. Um, they try it as best to post as often as possible and help webmasters. Um, they don't ever comment about specific penalties, and he also said... Um, if you look at Webmaster Central, pretty much they're devoted to webmasters and SEOs, and um, he thinks they're doing a pretty good job. I agree. I think Google has been doing an unbelievable job in terms of communication. I actually wrote about it twice and at, the, at, the, at the blog this week at and I discussed how you know, I feel that they're doing an unbelievable job, and I don't think that, um, that this guy is right at all. Um, I see where he's coming from, but I just think it's somebody who's upset about something. Because at, at, at this level, Google has been doing an unbelievable job in terms of webmaster relations. I mean, so has Yahoo, and so has you know all the search engines. But Google specifically, they are going—they're actually hiring more and more people just to actually deal with webmasters and SEOs. And we would never imagine something like this in the past—you know, past four or five years ago. Nobody would have even thought that Google would even think about doing something like this. So. Uh, let's start with uh, Chris, and I uh, wanted your thoughts over overall on these two posts we had at the Search
3: Roundtable. Well, overall, you know me, and uh, some people would even consider that I would be uh, one of these Google uh, tools or whatever, where where I'm just constantly blindly kissing Google's butt because of uh, all that they do to help us out, and and that's because I have been always impressed with. Uh, you know their consistent attention to webmasters and and uh, their dedication to of resources time personnel to helping us try to figure out what is the matter with our website especially and, and even to the extent of helping agencies and, and search engine marketers and SEOs out to a certain extent I mean granted they are more uh, forthcoming and, and, and generally more willing to share information with the specific webmasters themselves through the portal that is webmaster central but to me um, for a very first post at a very uh very prominent uh forum i'm not sure if uh the shower scene is you know trying to make a splash or or what exactly the case is but uh i'm i'm kind of a little bit uh, uh in line with gray wolf's uh comment which uh he left uh, as you know in, in the first page there about how um you know, people seem really intelligent, but don't understand that Google charges for advertising and is a for- for-profit company. Um, you know, I think that what they do for us is more than what you could expect from a lot of other um, search engines. Uh, I think that y- Yahoo tries; uh, they're doing their part uh, to come out and, and help us as well. Um, I think Adam and, and Matt as well have have uh, you know taken their time to give some great responses. Uh, to both this thread and as well as to, uh, I mean, there's a good little thread of comments going in your uh, post at the roundtable, Barry. But overall, um, uh, I think I'm, I'm more on Google's side with this than, uh, if it were, than on uh, the poster at, at Webmaster World. I think that uh, I do, um, I, I guess I am under the Google Mindshare spell but uh and and i think i do realize it and I, and i in a way i think that i choose to focus on google because it is the most important search engine it does drive a significant amount of traffic uh, you know up to uh, or, uh, uh, up to huge percentages uh for some websites and it also is the uh it, it's the commander of the search engine market share in in america and even more so in other places so i think uh Google should be patted on the back for their uh, webmaster relations, and, and I, I, I disagree with a lot of the statements. Uh, um, and I, I mean, I could go into a long conversation on every one of these and give you reasons why I disagree, uh, but uh, as far as the Kool-Aid thing, I, I, it's not to that extent. I'm still my own person, but at the same time, I really respect Google for their webmaster relations.
1: Cool. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Um, and if people are under, wondering why we're like, spending so much time on this, uh, it's because of the, the length of the thread over at Webmaster World. It's not like a two, three post thread. It's really a, like several pages long. Um, and Google's spending a lot of time with it. And a lot of members over there at Webmaster World are spending a lot of time with it. So we thought we address it. And Ben, I wanted to get your thoughts as well on this. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I was going to this thread specifically. And and I was kind
2: of having a hard time believing that this guy was so like cynical in terms of his outlook on Google. And it seems like that some of these comments are just you know, basically straight out inflammatory in order to, like, get a response, um, you know. Um, and, and while I don't necessarily agree with most of them, um, you know, I think he's maybe exaggerating a lot of this. I, I do know, I, and in some aspects, I do kind of agree in, in how some webmasters, even, like, some sites and just in general and people you talk to, and I know working with clients, sometimes they're they're so focused on Google that, you know, what their definition of ethical SEO kind of becomes their definition. And so sometimes getting to them to kind of think outside the box beyond Google is a little bit difficult, and, um, you know, it's a blind spot for them in a lot of ways, and so you've got competitors and other people that are kind of, you know, filling the void with other alternatives besides focusing on Google, and then what happens when you can't really necessarily rank in Google, but I think Google's really come a long way in terms of webmaster communications, as as y'all were just saying. Um, You know, we've seen it over the many years that we've been in this business, and you know, it started out pretty poor, and then it's, it's gradually gotten a whole lot better over time and to the point where now Matt Cuts is so swamped you can't basically answer any emails. Um, so, um, you know, I do think they are, you know, t- taking on uh, a lot of stuff, and they do offer a lot of stuff for webmasters, um, a lot more than other engines, as Chris mentioned. So, um, you know, I just I, I, I like I said, I don't necessarily agree with everything, but um, they are. it's an interesting conversation.
1: Cool. Hey, so thank you both for your, your feedback on that. Um, and um, another thing I wanted to move into in terms of Matt and Cot- their communication is a very interesting, um, uh, you know, comment that Matt left over at our blog the other day. Um, in, a, in a sense where Matt left a comment on a thing, on, actually over at that thread that we were talking about with the Google Attacks over with Master Relations, that he left a comment saying um, basically that Replying to somebody's question about why his site isn't ranking too well, if you go to that thread, you'll be able to see a lot of back and forth between Matt and the webmaster, uh, where he helped somebody tremendously to get his site listed again. It was actually delisted. Um, Matt told him to actually submit a reclusion request based on the history of the site, and he did, and he got re-included right away. Um, And then some other person came in there and asked, you know, why is my site not doing well? And is it the minus 950 theory or whatever it might be? There's like this new theory about minus 950 results. You're only ranking in, you know, right before the 1,000th result. Uh, and Matt said, um, regarding the minus 950, I'd watch a video I made. Um, he pointed to the video at video, Google Video. And I said it's starting around a minute and 42 seconds in. Is where he's actually started talking about um, something, you know, over-optimization. And people are now relating this to the over-optimization penalty that might be out there. So... Nobody's saying that. Um, what's it called? Nobody's saying that the minus nine fifty is the over-optimization penalty. Matt just says specifically to his question that what he should be really looking at is trying to make a site um, less focused towards you know search engine optimization and making it more focused towards being a better site in general. And I don't know what site that is, so it's hard for me to comment specifically about it. Um, but basically, the things we we learned from this is that um, obviously. Google and Matt and different representatives out there know exactly what the s e o s are talking about in different webmaster groups. they listen they just don't have time to respond to every single one um and this was an interesting one because um he linked back to something he did over a year ago and saying it might be related to this and you should really look and you know take our advice and make your site you know don't overly s e o your site and don't um you know don't you know don't overly SEO your site because. If you try that, maybe it will be pushing it off into uh, into something where they don't trust the site as as, all, as much. Um, so I'm not exactly sure if that's this example, but um, but you know, you know you never know. But it's just um, some showing you that Google does actually communicate pretty well. Um, let's start with Ben, and I don't know if you had a chance to look at this post, but what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I did, and I actually
2: went over and reviewed kind of Matt's comments on some of this, um, and so. It, I, I find it kind of interesting, and I guess it, 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 it's kind of hard, though, to understand though exactly what over-optimization exactly means because he's very vague on it. He's just like, don't overdo it. And so what does mean don't overdo it mean? And so you kind of run into people that sometimes overdo it and then get penalized for this type of stuff. But um, you know, in this video, he kind of goes and explains over the year-old about exactly what was going on. Um, so I, I find it that the issue is still kind of cropping up even after a year, after a time. Um, then you have to go back and explain it a little bit more. So maybe it's just an issue that's going to continue to, to go on until it needs more clarification. Right. Definitely. And
1: Chris, what do you thoughts?
3: Well, I was uh, most impressed. And I, first of all, I do agree with you that they do listen and they do watch. In fact, I've said so many good things about Google on this show that I'm still waiting for my fridge to show up eventually. But uh, in terms of the, the latest one where you... Uh, there's someone that commented and put a link into a threadwatch.org node, and I think that's one of the most hilarious uh, uh, threads I've seen over there. It's in the bollocks category, and and they're talking about Google's most common penalty being the "my site sucks ass" and Google just figured it out penalty. <laughs> I think it's awesome, and it reminds me of you know the old SEO saying that spam means sites positioned above me. Uh, that's what spam stands for, and it, it's, it's a great example of, uh, of, you know, the difference in, in opinions about uh, why people whine or, or complain on the Internet and in forums and in blogs and, and what the actual reason may be behind their complaints. And, and uh, it, it's very important that we, uh, as well as Google, have to take the time to determine which of these threads and posts and forums have to actually uh, uh, be taken with a, with a grain of salt and which are, are more legitimate, as it were.
1: Right, that's true. a um, so good point. um one more additional thing I wanted to talk about with in terms of webmaster communication again, Matt cuts comes in. He um spoke about he actually updated his um a blog post he did back in you see the date I think it was back in April um talking about paid links and how to report them, and in that post he um we actually found that he actually updated so it so there was a search and watch forum thread that talked about him updating it specifically about how Matt sees different web directories. You know, the Yahoo directory, ODP, there are lots of web directories out there. Um, And Max gave advice on, um, specifically, what what types of directories he likes versus what types of directories he doesn't. So in an answer he gave to a question about, you know, what are good directories, he said, ask yourself these questions. Does Does that directory reject URLs? If every URL passes a review, the directory gets close to just a link, you know, a free-for-all link site. Um, he also asked this: ask yourself this question. What is the quality of the URLs in the directory? Suppose a site rejects 25% of submissions, but the URLs are, that are accepted are still quite low quality or spammy. That doesn't really help that directory do well, and doesn't help pass good popularity. Also, ask, he said, if there is a fee, what is the, you know, the, the fee for a higher quality directory? The fee is usually. Um, for the time and effort for somebody to actually genuinely review and evaluate that site, so these are just all signs of what would make a quality directory so when you 're out there looking for links and you 're looking for directory links those are that 's matt 's advice from Google his advice um, you know let 's start with chris and what is what what would you add to that in terms of you know poor versus quality directories?
3: Well, I think that uh, Matt does a good job at breaking it down. I mean, obviously, every time that you're going to be building links or trying to find places to uh, list uh, your website, you're going you're gonna to hopefully at least consider these basic rules that, uh, you know, if it's a free-for-all, I think that we're all, especially people that are listening to this show, are all pretty familiar with identifying a decent directory from, from an indecent directory. I think the more important point here is that uh, Matt is sort of implicitly saying that it is okay to uh, submit to directories, and I think that he's giving a, uh, um, uh, in a way, a um, he's affirming the value of a directory like a best of the web, maybe, or uh, a sp- obviously a Yahoo, or some other specific directories that uh, use human editing and that may cost a, a decent amount of money to to get in there but the cost is associated with uh... you know the price i think that directories uh... some other important things to look for that Matt may not go into or how the page rank flows through them and uh... whether or not the actual category pages uh... that you're going to get on are being indexed and and things of that nature i mean there's some some other t's that you have to cross and i's that you have to dot but he pretty much lays it out here and i think it's good news because it shows that directories can be valuable especially if they're human-edited
1: Good point, Chris. Um, right. Now, Ben, I mean, we haven't asked you the question, but what do you think about directories? What's your um, Well, you know, in the past year and a half,
2: I haven't necessarily been extremely bullish on web directories because I've seen a lot of great directories kind of degrade, and I've seen kind of the value go, over, go down over time in terms of uh, paying for directories and actually getting a, a reasonable benefit from them. Um, so I've actually scaled back a lot of directory submissions, um, except for... Some exceptions, but um, I, I think it was good that he actually came out to this, and I think it's it's what a lot of actually big link builders have been saying, like our friend Deborah and some other people, and um, you know that you really got to focus on some of these really quality directories to get some results from them. And Matt goes into some really excellent points, a lot of points that they've all been making in terms of um, you know the, their procedures and policies for accepting links and, and the qualities on here. I'm I'm kind of wondering a little bit about um, you know how this kind of factors in, how these links factor into the overall site. Um, link popularity of the site and how it affects the rankings, but um, I I thought it was some really good comments. I'm glad he kind of made them, so it's kind of reiterate what what people have been saying as well.
1: Very good. Okay, so I think we should probably take a commercial break now, and when we get back, we'll discuss the new Google Analytics. So let's hit a commercial break, and we'll speak to you guys soon.
0: Sit tight and don't move. the pulse Pulse. we'll be back after this short break
4: Know how to get the best return on your advertising dollar? ClickSore.com. Yeah, ever since we began marketing with more precise content, target technology from ClickSore.com, we've seen a huge jump in visitors converting to buyers for just over one-third of a cent per view. To get over 300 categories, unlimited keywords and ad placement on over 100,000 sites, click on ClickSore.com today. That's clicksor.com. Your bottom line will thank you. ClickSore.com delivers where it matters for you.
0: Percent recurring commission on all products and services. Bloggers, make sure to check out the BOTW blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web. Attention Webmaster Radio. FM, loyal listeners and our premium podcasters. If you are experiencing trouble listening or downloading from webmasterradio.fm, you can help us help you. Help you. Email us at support at webmasterradio.fm. That's support at webmasterradio.fm. Our staff will go into action to fix broken links, podcasts, and streaming issues. Webmasterradio.fm is dedicated to providing the most optimized listening experience anywhere. Webmasterradio.fm is proud to stream our first-class program by providing multiple listen live links on our homepage via our new content delivery network, Akamai. Help us to keep everyone in the B2B business world connected to WebmasterRadio.fm enjoying top payouts and unparalleled
4: affiliate support is as easy as xy7.com just call 1866 Xy7 pays and see how it pays to join Xy7 for increased conversions and higher revenue via the newest and hottest ad campaigns call 1866 Xy7 pays today or sign up at xy7.com and find out why thousands of other successful affiliate marketers already know so don't wait call now 1866 Xy7 and pays. That's one xy 7 pays xy 7com The only ad network you'll ever need to get paid. XY7.com.
0: We're, we're everywhere. Now, back to The Pulse. Pulse. Only on radio.fm. Here's your host,
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Search Pulse. My name is Barry Schwartz, and with me is Ben Pfeiffer and Chris Boggs. Um, Google has announced the new release of their Google Analytics. Um, I am one of the privileged people to have received the new version and been playing with it. A lot of people are upset that they launched it, and a lot of people are very happy that they launched it. Um, here, the, Let's first talk about people, why people are upset. Some people think it looks too childish because it uses... Of funny colors and uses bright oranges. Uses the Google uses the Google colors. Like Google has bright colors, and they're upset that the reports look like that. So um, that's one major thing that they're upset about. Another major thing they're upset about is that um, is um is that how do I explain it? Is, um well, they're not used to it. So it's like the whole learning curve thing. They're used to the old Google Analytics. And now they have to learn a new one because this new Google Analytics is completely revamped um, the reports are completely new they're using you know technology from um, one of the previous companies that they bought to integrate it into Google Analytics to do some pretty you know pretty cool stuff um, I've been using urchin since which is Google Analytics so I've been using urchin since like ninety seven since they really first released their first beta um, and I still use urchin today they're 5.5. I also use Google Analytics, the first, first version, and I also use now the new version. And I think this new version is great. It doesn't have everything I necessarily want, but between the two different ones, Urchin and Google Analytics, I pretty much get everything I want. I love the new feature where you actually could, could, could compare um, time frame to time frame. So you can actually see right on the front of your screen, you know, you know, search referrals have gone up, you know, 4% or down 6% or whatever it might be. You can see by keyword, you can see by... You can see by pager. You can see pretty much by any criteria if if there's an increase or decrease over a certain amount of time, uh, which I think is really, really nice to see. In addition, they have new map overlays. You can see how people are getting to your site. They have a lot of new features. You can actually customize the dashboard. You can automatically email reports. Um, and they're adding more features. And they also have the goals and stuff that they have. And you can integrate into AdWords and all the fun stuff that they've been able to do in the past. Um, so, Chris, I know you haven't played with it yet, um, but I think Ben, I mean, Ben, you were probably taking a look at it. What are, you, what are your thoughts on it?
2: Yeah, actually, I got to uh, take a look at the new version today, actually. I signed up a new client, I signed up a client about uh, a couple weeks ago in Google Analytics and was real excited for them. They were happy about it, and, and they were actually having a lot of trouble getting used to the old version because um, it was just a little confusing, and there was so much data, and it was kind of blowing their mind, and then today I get an email saying, what happened to Google Analytics? It looks different. And, um, they actually like the new version a lot better. Um, I think, yeah, for, you know, super users, it, it, it does seem a little dumbed down, but there's still a lot of content. It's not as much, you know, fluff there. It's, it's very bright graphs that show up, and um, I really like the drill down in terms of um, specific search terms I was looking at and being able to see, um, you know, estimated page views and the bounce rates and exits and like that, and so there's a lot of great data here. So um, I've been real pleased with it so far, and it's still got a lot of stuff in there. There's a lot in here to kind of get through, um, um, but overall, you know, I'm kind of a fan of graphs and looking at graphs in detail, and so this actually has a lot of that, um, and in a lot of great, you know, user statistics as well. So um, you know, from the couple of weeks as the client, I set this up on, they've, it's been pretty remarkable uh, data that we've gotten from this, and then the map overlays also. Also really cool, too. You can kind of see where uh, users are coming from based on six continents. Um, So very handy and very easy to use.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, And one thing is if you do have the new Google Analytics and you still want to see the older reports, you will be able to see those older reports at least for another 30 days or so. So so just so you know, that's still there. Um, uh, Chris, I know you wanted to add some thoughts.
3: Yeah, um, first of all, I'm going to have to take off after this comment. I'm sorry I got in a prior engagement, but it's been a great show with you guys, and I'm sure you'll finish it off stellarly and have a great um, uh, lightning round. Uh, and sorry to all the peeps in the dog pound over there in the chat room. I was unable to go home today because I have a meeting, so I, was un- I can only get in the chat room from my home computer. So we'll talk to you guys next week. So in regards to the new Google Analytics, I think it just reminds me, especially the comment in your uh, post at Search Engine Roundtable, Barry, uh, that, you know, there's always going to be someone that's going to complain about things, especially when they're free, you know? I mean, if somebody is standing on the street corner giving out $10 bills, somebody's going to walk up and say, why aren't you giving out $20 bills? Or, you know, these $10 bills are kind of not crispy enough. Uh, To me, it's, you know... This is a great product. Like you mentioned, Barry, I mean, I've had plenty of experience in the past with Urchin, and just looking at these screenshot, it looks it, it looks really cool. And, uh, you know, there's a person here who complains about having uh, where uh, a large site where you get a, a half a million visitors a month. Uh, this is a severely restrictive product, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, if you're getting a half a million visitors a month and, and you're a large site, chances are you should be probably buying something like Omniture or Webtrends. Uh, and then you may have a little bit more functionality that you're desiring, um, you know, don't, don't expect Google to cater to you because, in, in fact, I would think that if anything, Google's catering more towards small and medium-sized businesses with this kind of product because they know that that's where they're going to get most of their usage. So uh, complaints that are based around uh, you know, lack of functionality, especially in comparison to other more uh, enterprise-level products, I think are unwarranted and uh, undeserved. I think uh, Google's done a good job with this and uh, I congrats you know congratulate again the urchin team, the uh, now Google Analytics team. I know they got a great team over there, uh the Crosby brothers and and some other people are are still very involved with that product and and I think it's going to continue to be a great option for small businesses. And with that, um, uh, I guess I'll say Chris out and see you guys next week.
1: All right, thank you Chris. And Chris does have a great point. Um, he does explain that. But, I mean, Google Analytics is really at the enterprise level. And like Chris said, I mean, I assume Chris will be getting his fridge from Google soon because he's been praising Google all day. And I know he can't respond right now because he's probably off the line. But, no, nah, I agree with Chris. And that's just pretty funny. Um, something you guys should be warned about is that um, a lot of um, people have been getting emails from an email address, do not reply at com that are warning um you know, webmasters and SEOs that they have violated the Google search quality regulations and that they will be banned from Google. And this is really a German based email, it's written in German. And it made a lot of threats. And basically a lot of people have been discussing it over at Webmaster World. Vanessa Fox confirmed in our in our thread over um at scroundtable.com dot com that um it actually has been um it was not a Google email. It was not officially Google and then Vanessa went ahead and had somebody post over at the Google Webmaster Central blog, both in the English version and the German version, um, that this is, these are fake fake emails and they should be ignored. And she said what to expect if you do get an email from Google. And in reality, um, Google has actually turned off all future um, notifications of the penalties because until they figure out how to, to, you know, to verify this in the future. So we will see how this is handled in the future. Uh, ben, have you heard anything about that?
2: Um, I, d- I looked it over a little bit. I don't know what's going on. It's just kind, of, kind of odd. to sent out this email in German, and it was like nothing that happened, right? They were just trying to freak some people out. Uh, yeah,
1: I guess they just trying to play games in people's heads. I yes, I don't
2: know. Yeah, wasn't that one of the theories they like, decided to leave the virus out of it or forgot to and accidentally sent it out? Or maybe you know the ISP was coming from somewhere in Spain, so that was kind of odd that they were doing it on German. I went to some German blogs trying to figure it out, but I don't read German. So um, I can not really figure it out, but um, maybe it was just to freak some people out, or test... <laughs> what would really be bad is this actually turns to like, a spoof email, where it's like, click this link in order to get your site included back into Google, and I, I can't remember exactly if that's
1: been done before, but um, that would really be bad if that happened. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, so just, you know, be, you know, wary about that type of stuff. They do happen, and it happened in the past, and it's going to happen again in the future. Um. Uh, congratulations to Sergey Byrne and uh, over. You know, obviously the you know the founder of Google, one of the founders of Google, and also Gary Price of Ass dot com, who pretty much got married this week, um, or last week or whatever. Um, Sergey got married to Anne, um, in the Bahamas last week, and Valley Wag had that scoop. And Gary Price got married to Lisa Cohn in Chicago a week ago, Sunday, and I was at that wedding. So congratulations to both of them uh, for getting married. Um, you know, Ben, obviously, you want to add anything? Or?
2: No, it looks like it was a fun wedding, Barry. I was looking at on it on what The pictures were really cool.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a privilege to be there. Okay, um, Ben, if you, you know, take over an SEO project and you find out that their in-house SEO has gone bad, meaning they, you know, put, like, in a links to their blog or their site and then left the company um, to do their own stuff, you know, how would you handle that? How would you handle taking over the new project, finding out that their previous in-house SEO has, you know, potentially, you know, hurt them in the rankings? Yeah.
2: I'll tell you one thing. It pissed me off. Um <laughs> Uh, I've seen this on a couple cases actually. I had an SEO company call me to consult with like an issue like this, where they had a bad SEO and they were trying to figure out what to do. And their primary business wasn't SEO, but they had a, a department for it. And I said um, I told them just to fire the guy because you know they they weren't you know going to approach him, and he basically denied the whole thing. And we were able to track down his entire network where he used client sites to to. Uh, uh, Put links to his affiliate sites, and it was really bad. It kind of, you know, made made me mad. And the guy was going around claiming to be an SEO professional. So I don't know. You know, if you're if you're a professional in this industry and you're going around putting your own links to affiliate sites and whatnot on your clients' blogs, and you don't really have a business in this industry in the first place to do that type of stuff, um, I I guess the first thing though, really, and if I was to do, you know, tell somebody what they needed to do, I'd first have them, you know. basically approach the SEO and ask what's going on because, you know, sometimes, you know, there's a learning curve with SEO and, you know, with the industry and people just don't know what's going on. So there could be a viable reason for that. But if they can't necessarily explain themselves then um, you know, it, it continues to happen again, it's time to let them go and find somebody else. And it can be fine, hard finding a, new, a good new SEO um, to replace, you know, of that you had. But, um, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are looking for jobs Um, you know, one of the people on the the particular form kind of recommended a performance policy in place, and I think this is a really great idea um, in terms of, like, policies and rules that kind of govern the behavior of employees. Um, And so with SEO, you know, sometimes it's a newer thing in departments, and uh, with companies that are, you know, doing development or, um, you know, have a new thing set up, so this is not always in place, but um, if you want to set one up, you know, contact a qualified SEO company to help you put one in place, and um, I think that will kind of you know, protect some of that, like, so, you know, you don't have some of these issues where it's like, don't put your own links on client websites, Um, you know, bad, no-no, and um, it should be something that you just kind of understand just in general, like, it's not your website and you're not paying for it. Um, They're also talking about should you let the client know. Um, I think if you're working with a large amount of clients and this is happening and they don't notice and maybe it's okay not to let them know. Um, you know, if it's, it's going to create an issue that you don't really want to deal with, but if it's on a smaller scale, then yeah, definitely let the client know that this happened, and um, you know, their rankings could potentially be hurt.
1: Right. And we um, at the in the chat room asked, um, what would you what do you what do you think about SEOs asking their clients for site credit links? You know, you know, you know, powered by or SEO services by or web development services by a link to your site. What do you think about that? Yeah,
2: that's a good question. I know we've talked about this um, in the past for quite some time. Um, I know, like, in the uh, past SEO company I worked for, we did do this where we actually included links at the bottom, and the clients necessarily didn't have a problem with it. Um, and I know there are some clients that have, like, given me links just based on they they've like, the services I've provided. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I think if you're going about optimizing a site and not letting the client know you're actually including the links, then I don't see that as a really good policy to have because if they find that, then... You know, it's an issue. But, again, like, you know, web development companies and even, like, you know, companies that kind of, you know, work with web development companies will oftentimes slip their link there in the bottom. Um, And then there's the SEO company on the sideline working, doing this stuff, kind of going, hey, where's my link, you know? Um, So if there's space and the client's okay with it, I don't see it as a huge problem um, with it. Um, But, you know, if you're just going about placing links here and there um, while you're optimizing, I don't see that as a great policy. And I know that's not something that... Um, but, that I do myself, but, yeah, I've had cases where clients have let me put links, and I, I think it's it's just fine.
1: Cool. Well, yeah, I mean, it's really about making sure the client's okay with it, like you said, and if they're okay with it, then, you know, I'm for it. So it's really up to the client, I think.
3: Um, I mean,
2: also, like, one more thing on that. I know, you know, if you're working with larger corporations and stuff like that, you know, this is that's definitely a policy that's going to be a no, so you don't even have to yeah. ask because... It's such a large issue that having a link on the bottom like that is such a liability um, of where people are going. But if you've got, like, a small mom-and-pop shop that's selling soy candles on the side of the street, you know, <laughs> I don't see that as a big problem for taking credit. I know um, a couple times we've traded links for, you know, with clients saying, hey, we'll give you, you know, some money off if you, know, you give us a link here, and that's fine. Um, but, yeah, that, I guess there's a difference that kind of comes down to it with the specific client.
1: Cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, one more question for you you had a client whose AdWords account was banned. How would you recommend him or her to go about getting a new account or reinstating their current account?
2: Mm, good question.
1: Um, <laughs> on the
3: spot. Well, I was reading on
2: some form thread about how like, one guy was complaining his competitor had like five or six different AdWords accounts. So I don't know, maybe follow the advice of that guy.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, there's a thread right. out there, um, both at Digital Point and Webmaster World, about... You know, what do you, what do you do? How do you get reinstated? And I couldn't find anybody who got reinstated. Um, usually they don't ban people for no reason at all. They usually ban people for a serious reason. Uh, what people recommend is basically just, you know, use brand new credit card information, new address, new name, new everything, and sign up as if you're a totally different person. Um, that's the best information i found out there, and I guess that works. Um Anyway, I was just informed that um, net income is coming up after us, so I think I'm going to go right into Lightning Round now, and then we will go ahead and, um, you know, finish up. So let's go into Lightning Round. Thank you. Um, Chris is not here to do it, so that's why uh, Eddie over at uh, Webmaster Radio hooked us up with that nice intro. Um, lots of stuff in Lightning Round. Um, let's go right, right down the list. I We wrote about how... To handle forum moderators that actually go bad as well, so if they start running amok in your forum and banning people left and right, then we discussed how you might want to handle that. Microsoft, Bill Gates, uh, he went ahead and made comments, and he's going to start focusing the rest of his time at, while he's at Microsoft, I think it's throughout this year, uh, throughout the beginning of next year, he's going to be pretty much focusing on search and online ads for Microsoft, so he's, he's really ready to go ahead and try to compete with Google, so we'll see how that works. Matt Cutts has informed us that the Google's bomb, you know, know, Google's their Google bomb algorithm, Um, whatever they use to figure out what a Google bomb is and try to get rid of that. It's not a live algorithm. Pretty much, it's an algorithm that's run every now and then uh, when they have to. So it's not something they're you know done like daily. Even it's probably every few weeks. we looked into does rotating the content on your website, you know, you know adding new con- not adding new content, but like rotating it with different dynamic content all the time, does that hurt your rankings? And it really depends, and you can take a look at um, a thread on that, and you'll be able to learn more about that. Uh, we also covered a thread on ethical link building incentives, what you know, incentives do you give people to help build your links ethically? Um, we also looked at how, when you relaunch a site, what type of traffic drop can you expect after a relaunch of a site? Um, we looked at the Google AdWords negative, suggestion, negative keyword suggestion tool. Um, we also looked at um, a possibility that Yahoo might be creating a new keyword tool soon. Hopefully, uh, Google has launched audio ads to the masses. This morning, I logged into my AdWords account and I saw a tab for audio ads. So, if you want to go ahead and check that out, just log into your AdWords account or go to our post at seRoundtable.com. Post it today, May fifteenth, you'll be able to see that. Microsoft Ad Center has turned off conversion tracking for some accounts without them knowing. So if you are an ad center um, advertiser, make sure to log in and make sure your conversion tracking is turned on if you want that to be turned on. Uh, we looked at how a person should hand over their keys to their AdWords account. So let's say they've been managing their own AdWords account forever and now they want somebody else to manage it. Um, we looked at a way to you know, handle that. Um, there was a thread over at at a Site about should DMOS, you know, the open directory project, um, incorporate Web 2.0 elements into their directory to kind of give it more life. Um, Google has explained um, what AdSense locations are bad and unacceptable to be your locations for AdSense and there's a good post over at the Inside AdSense blog and over at our blog. Um, we looked at askbaby.com. They are a pretty interesting and unique way to implement ads and it, it looks good to me. Um, also, in terms of AdSense, um, webmasters are pretty frustrated over, you know, publishers are really frustrated over how the new login page works. Um, also, in terms of AdSense, um, the publishers will love a way to uh, use wildcard commands to filter out um, websites in the competitive ad filter. Um, there's a way to search Google Ad Free, posted about that today. Um, there's a tool out there to show how popular a domain name is. Yahoo Japan has been testing new ways for displaying image search, they've been using Flash Players and different you know, players like that. And finally, Tomorrow, Yahoo will be cho- changing their short description, um, their descriptions to a shorter description. So, if you are a Yahoo advertiser and you haven't updated your descriptions to be seventy characters, um, they are dropping them from one hundred ninety characters to seventy characters. So, if you haven't done that yet, you might want to log in and change all your ads to a lower um, character number so that they don't look the ads don't look weird in Yahoo search marketing. This is going to happen tomorrow sometime, so be prepared. That pretty much wraps up the 30th edition of The Search Pulse. I hope to post a recap tomorrow sometime at seroundtable.com. If you have any questions or comments, just feel free to comment in that thread over at seroundtable.com. Again, that was the 30th edition of The Search Pulse. It took place Tuesday, May 15th. Thank you, Ben and Chris, and we hope to speak to you all um, next week. I think next week. Let me just double check. Yeah, I think we'll be next week at 5 p.m. Tuesday. Everyone have a great night, and thank you again.